Hi everyone, you're listening to Mary Read Scripture, a production of the Ephesus School Network. I'm Mary, and today I'll be reading and you'll be hearing from the Book of Romans. Let's begin, as we always will, by hearing Scripture. Today's reading is from Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Hello, welcome back to episode 11 of Mary Read Scripture. Today we will begin our exploration of Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 1 was a tough chapter, and there's certainly more we could have said about the Greek text. While we studied 41 Greek words in chapter 1, and that might seem like a lot, We didn't come anywhere near to truly allowing the Greek to speak for itself. Studying scripture is a lifelong effort if we want to understand what it says in its language. So let's keep going. The first Greek word I want to point out is the word translated as inexcusable in verse 1. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man. This word in Greek is anapologitos. Here is what the Greek really says. Theo, anapologitos, e... O Anthrope, therefore, inexcusable you exist, O man. Exist being the word translated as you are. You will notice that anapologitos comes before the subject, which you will remember means that the emphasis is on the word that comes first and not the subject. Therefore, the focus is on the adjective that describes man as being inexcusable, anapologitos which in Greek means without excuse, rationale, or any justifiable defense. We can say that Paul is expressing that man exists with no justifiable defense. Man is unable to make a case for himself that has any rationale to it. Let's look at the word judge next. This word in Greek is krino, which means to judge or decide, whether that is in a court of law or privately. Man is unable to come up with a justifiable defense because whoever you are who judge, krinon, for in whatever you judge another, krinis, you condemn, katakrinis, yourself, for you who judge, krinon, practice the same things. We also need to look at the word translated collectively as whoever you are. This word in Greek is pas and means all or every, and is used to express the whole of every kind. More specifically, it means all in the sense of each and every part of the whole. In other words, the whole isn't being considered outside of its individual parts. Paul is addressing the individuals who make up everyone, because no one is excusable. All do this. It's also interesting to note how Paul moves from directly addressing man, o anthrope, to the second person singular, you the individual who judge. We also have to point out that for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. This quote-unquote other is specifically unlike you. Let's look at the Greek to hear why. The word translated as another 
is heteros and means other in the sense of two, a second, different one, or one's neighbor. Specifically, it means another that is of a different kind or distinct in kind. This is in contrast to another Greek word, which we don't have here, alos, which means another of the same kind. So we can say that Paul is specifically speaking of you who judge another of a different kind. You who judge another of a different kind condemn yourself, for you who judge practice the same things. The word for practice in Greek is praso, which means to do, practice, collect, exact, or require. Properly, it means the active process in performing or accomplishing a deed It implies that what is done is a regular practice, a routine, or habit. I think it's important to note that this is a different word than the word pieo, which means to make, manufacture, construct, do, act, or cause, and is the word we discussed in Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. Here, I think Paul is saying that the action has become a matter of practice. It's not a one-time construction or a one-time action, but a regular routine to behave in such a way. Paul emphasizes this by repeating this word three times. In verse 1, For you who judge, prasis, the same things. In verse 2, But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice, prasontas, such things. And again in verse 3, And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing, prasontas, such things and doing the same that you will escape the judgment of God. Next, I want to look at the word that is collectively translated as, and do you think this, at the beginning of verse 3. This word in Greek is logizome, which means to reckon, consider, or reason to a logical conclusion. It comes from the word logos, which means a word, statement, or speech. Not to be confused with the word, Hologos of God. We have already heard from Paul in verse 1 that man exists without a justifiable defense or rationale, and thus cannot reason to a logical conclusion that they will escape the judgment of God, having practiced the same things. Unlike the Word of God, the words of man, O Anthrope, do not lead to reasonable, defendable conclusions in Scripture. Finally, the last word I want to discuss is the word translated as goodness in verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? This word in Greek is Christotis and means goodness, excellence, uprightness, and can also be used to communicate kindness or gentleness. It comes from the word Christos, which means useful, profitable, serviceable, or good, and thus implies that God's kindness is more than just a kindly feeling, but something that is upright, profitable, and useful, and I would add functional as well. It's worth noting that this word Christos was a common slave name in the Greco-Roman world. It happens to be spelled slightly differently than the Greek word for Christ, Christos, but it is pronounced the same. I suspect that isn't a coincidence, and just one more reason we should hear scripture through the voice of the original languages. In English, we would never hear the connection between goodness, kindness, usefulness, and Christ. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. 
I'll see you next week for a new episode of Mary Read Scripture. Bye!